And then we're going to have uh, uh, Olympian Derek Atkins on as well. So I got to say, this is probably one of the uh, shows I've been really excited about. Um, whereas uh, I, I went to school, went to high school with Derek, and that was uh, an, a great experience, high school, of course. And the young man, rock writer, um, I met him at an event last year, um, and I've heard some of his stuff. Very talented young man. So we're excited to have him on the show as well. Seem like the days are just running into each other, you know, if they just keep running into each other. But all in all, we're ready to rock and we're ready to rock and roll. We're ready to rock and roll. We're gonna give you a little bit more of G Storm, um, and he's in the dungeon, as he likes to say, in the dungeon. I n the dungeon. So D uh, D, D uh, G Storm, I can't even speak today. Give me some water. Give us a little something. Warm them up. Keep it going, baby. Keep it going. Keep it going. Real bad girl, let me need that. Sipping on your honey, asking where the yeah. 
Let me put you on the side with a baby, no fun. My man, G Storm. How's it going? How's it going, G Storm? I'm chilling, B. What's good? I can't hear you. All right, we'll turn it down a little. We're going to get this thing started. We got a couple of folks want to ask you a few questions. So, so we're going to get started. So, first and foremost, I want to thank you for joining. Special appearance. So, uh, tell me, tell me, uh, when did you start doing uh, music? When did you start DJing? Uh, actually, it was about, well, uh, let me see, you know how old is, uh, what is, what, uh, about 20, 20, about 20, about 22 years ago now. You basically got tired of the music, huh? You got tired of the music. The music was terrible. I'm, I'm an old school dude, so rap was terrible. I wasn't even listening to rap at all. So okay. then I, you know, yeah, so I went and bought a pair of turntables and playing around the basement. And then I started doing my kids' parties. And after that, just. Then I started getting paid and making an art. That's all she wrote. Okay. Nice. So today is a family affair. For those that don't know, um, my daughter was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and that was um, that was phenomenal. And now I got my brother, DJ G Storm, in the house. So we're going to get more with you, G Storm. But in the meantime... We got a special guest here today. He is a Baltimore-based creator, known to be a fan of music longer than being a talented artist. Please welcome musical artist, Rock Ryder. What's good, sir? I can't hear you. I can't hear you, Rock. Uh-oh, we having a Teddy Riley moment? Uh-oh, I think I hear you. Can you hear me? I sure can. There we go. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. So how's it going, my brother? Oh, everything good. I appreciate you for having me. Ah, no doubt, no doubt. We know, you know how we do. We got to have, we got to live a rich life. Mm-hmm. We're going to live a rich right, life with uh, Rich James and Rock Ryder right now. So let's get right into it. What do you say? Yeah, come on, let's do it. All right. 
So first, first and foremost, my, my team, they do a lot of research on, on our guests. And, I see. Um, I see. <laughs> and we, we, we about change and we about making sure the folks that we have on our guests mm-hmm. are folks are, are change agents within themselves, whether in the community, um, making their lives better as well as other lives better. And it sounds like you do that through your music. So, so okay. tell us where you're from and how did you come up with the name Rock Writer? Oh, um, Baltimore, East Baltimore to be exact. Okay. It, uh, yeah, it came natural. Um, I, I grew up with the name Rock. I had a rock-shaped head, so <laughs> you used to call me Lord J. Rock around my neighborhood. So with that, you know, as I got older, it just shortened to Rock. And then I'm going to say around like 16, 17, I always had a passion for writing. So I just added the A-H at the end of writer for how we would say it in Baltimore. And, you know, the rest was history. Okay. Okay. That's easy enough. It's a question. When did you know you wanted to be a writer, though? Oh, since I was little. Always, uh, I used to hide the fact that I like writing poetry. And I had a journal that my grandmothers bought me so I can jot down all my ideas and my writings every day but i used to hide that from my friends in the neighborhood because you know i thought i would get teased for that and oh you you like doing poetry you know i looked at it as something that was more so feminine because females in my elementary school and all that used to talk about they they diaries mm-hmm. and i used to tell my grandmother and them, i don't want no diary i don't want to do that i don't want and they like no it's a journal so uh, with that i used to hide it all the time but end up working out for me Right now, do do you hide it now still? <laughs> <laughs> I try to, but no. <laughs> ooh, ooh. I say embrace it, embrace it, right? Yeah. Embrace it. Gotcha. So, so coming from Baltimore, how did you overcome the challenge of being from a place that you know had many odds stacked against you, and to, to be the person that you are today? Tell us, tell us that story. Um, it really took a strong support system. Like with anything, you know, they say it takes a village. Right. Um, I had some real good friends who, when I was out there chasing the wrong crowds and doing the wrong things, they stayed their course and they always stayed on me every day. Like, you're too smart for this. Teachers at school telling me you're too smart for this. And really, the break really came when I started seeing the colleges I was getting accepted into. Okay. That's with me acting out after school and doing all that. But I'd always stayed on top of my studies. and me just being able to use all of that and get pushed into leaving this state for four years to go to school, that's what really saved everything for me right then and there. That's that's what allowed me to understand the way I was living was a box. Right. Okay. And seeing a world outside of Baltimore. And that, that allowed me to come back here and just have a bigger understanding of things. Yeah, it's different. You know, right. I thought this was life for everyone, but no, so really just having that support system and pushing me to doing things like that, that's what really shaped me. Okay. Well, let me ask you, what did you wish you had known when you, when you started out? Because how long have you been in the game now? All of a sudden, this shit is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, what do I wish that I would have known? I wish yeah. I would have known that it's more so business involved with it. And it's 20% talent in music. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really the engine behind everything. It's the 
the marketing and the way you get it out there because you can be, you know, it's millions of talented people out there, but it's only about a handful of mainstream acts out there. So I wish I would have known to just hone in on the business a little bit more sooner because I was just one of those naive people just coming in. I'm like, oh, I can rap better than this person. I'm the best rapper in the city. I can do this. I can do that. I'm the best on campus. And that's not really where it's at. You know, it's really about making it lucrative and putting yourself in front of all these people. Absolutely. So there's that balance. There's that balance. Mm-hmm. So so let's talk about um, uh, uh, something that you wrote. So what led you to write and create um, your Who to Blame demo from 1994? Let's talk about that. Okay. Uh, that was me just pulling a whole bunch of energies out of myself. And for me to go further with this person I feel like I'm coming into musically, I feel like I had to go back and tell my story um, when this happened. And it all started when I was born and that's the year I was born in. It's 1994. So I wanted to just give flashbacks. Everything is supposed to be uh, that old nineties feel as far as like the cover art with the VHS tapes and things of that sort. But when you listen to it, it's refined and I want you to know it's coming from a nineties way, but it's done in a 2020, 2019 way. You know what I'm saying? So that was just exactly. So that was just me letting people know who I am, where I come from, my influences, what shaped me before we can get into these other stories that I have because it's plenty more. Okay. And and with that being said, you know, so today we got a a special appearance by my brother, uh, G Storm, and he's in the dungeon. He is a master when it comes with some of the old school, you know, uh, joints on the on the turntables and definitely probably connects you with him because again oh, sure. um, I, I i've experienced some of your, your lyrics and they're moving and on top of some of the old school i think that'd be a good good connection okay because um, that's one of the things i, I do I'm, I'm considered the network connoisseur so you know we're gonna make sure we make that happen okay somewhere somewhere or or, or not so one of the things, you know, we're in this current state of the world now. Um, can you talk to us about how the song hate is a strong word, how those lyrics affect you today? Uh, that's one of my favorite records. It was really, it's funny, right? How that song came about because when I, when I, when I wrote it, it was supposed to be a self-reflection for myself. Mm-hmm. And so many people ended up coming to me and letting me know how it's like I told their story for them in that record, you know, with everything going on in that. Um, that was me just pulling a whole bunch of anger inside of me, the competitive side of myself. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I'm mostly, I'm laid back. I'm chill as everybody know me from that, but I'm in that I'm talking about, relationships in the past that upset me. I'm talking about family things that upset me. I'm talking about uh, me wanting to get the acknowledgement, the credit of being a a great writer, a great artist. And right now in this climate that we in, it's just, it's just a state of madness. But even now I'm finding ways where I have to navigate that energy. And I feel like the world is looking for a way to navigate that energy and put it towards something that could come out positive. Right. Okay. Well, that that sounds uh thoughtful, thoughtful, provoking from a from a young man like yourself. Okay. What's um so so let's let's let's, let's kind of expand on that, right? Okay. What 
what what song right now, what song or album would kind of uh you know would say, hey, this is my life? What kind of song or album say, hey, just from a growth perspective? You know, for me, my theme song would be Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm, I'm I'm serious, right? So, would you have a what's the theme song of of your life right now? Uh, off top, um, Good Kid, Mad City. Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, off top. Okay, for sure. I can. That was the first thing I've seen or heard, and I'm like, that's that's really my story right there. You know, uh-huh. just being in Baltimore, being who I am, and almost losing myself to those vices, to that temptation that was out there, those urges to want to be out here in the streets, you know? And when I knew I had another route ahead of me, you know, and I just couldn't see it for myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's, let's, um, so you have, um, I think when we first met, as I like to call a rich life moment in time, um, tell us who, who is, who is your agent? Who's your management company? Who, who do you, who, who have you worked with in the, last year or so oh uh for sure of course you know i'm under writer's touch uh that's where i'm that's the label here that's over me um and collaborators you know strong collaborator i worked with of course you know um heidi Mm -hmm. you know hide and seeks company uh they helped me meet and navigate that underground scene of baltimore that I didn't even know it was there. So that was probably my strongest connection that I made within like the past year. Cause from that, I did probably like five years of work just in those, in that short span of time, you know, and I met the people like you and things of that sort, you know, so. Absolutely. And and the crazy thing is, you know, again, we're in a different circumstances right now, but, you know, we've talked a couple of times and had some things lined up and then here comes, uh, it comes, uh, you know, the shutting down and quarantine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and now uh, the mayor, uh, who, who I happen to have some connection with, um, everything is shut down until August 31st. August 31st. It's yeah. going to keep getting like that. So how, how does that impact you in performing um, live? Um, what, what are you doing during this time to, to keep things moving for Rock Rider right now? Uh, just keeping myself locked in the studio, um, not getting focused. It's it's challenging. You know, it's hard because um, it derailed a whole lot of things that I had lined up. Like uh, I had a tour that was supposed to be going on by uh, July um, mm-hmm. for my, my last project. And to know that's not happening, to know like it probably not happened anytime soon, it, it derailed a whole lot um, from video shoots because you need a gathering to get those things done. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's affected be able to like basically have content to push and promote. So right. now I just got to find other ways to navigate around that. And that's just paying attention more to social media. Hey, anybody know? I hate it. I hate it. If I could just pay someone to just run my social media, I would, but I hate it. Yeah. Heidi actually helped me with that right there because I hate it. You know? Yeah, I, I, I understand. I think if it wasn't for um, my executive producers, my producer, my executive director who helps gather and do the research, um, mm-hmm. my marketing team, it, it would be something else. So, you know, my, my executive producer who's, you know, running the show now and my producer who normally 
runs the show. Like when I'm in the station, that's that's just key. So it, yeah, it, it's key. And again, be exposed radio. We we've been doing this before, right? We've been televising over the radio, over the airwaves before CNN. Now everybody's coming into our lane. Um, mm-hmm. So again, at the end of the day, be exposed radio. We presenting you rock right up, baby. And we this is what we do. I want to talk about um, your Pisces EP, Creep Squad, right? Mm. You bring up on a touchy subject of how men relating to women in public. Can you talk about that project and what inspired you to write about it? Of course, you you basically you summed it up right there with what you just was saying. Um, the thing is, a lot of people got so lost in the catchiness of it and the melodic feel of it that the message went over their head until I told them, like, go back and listen to that because it's, it's supposed to be a message in that. But what inspired that, uh, I ain't going to say no names, but a, a homie of mine. So a homie of mine, you know, was the term that you'll say, you know, was acting thirsty. We was out one night at a club and he just kept pushing up on, on a, on a chick that ain't, that wasn't going for it that night. And no means no. Yeah. And we had to see, we had to really watch security, like have to like step in and they looking at us like, yeah, just get your boy. You know, we don't want to put him out and do all of this. And then even after all that, he kept going back for more from the same chick. And I'm, and we had to sit him down and let him know like, you act like one of them dudes who will be sitting back and we observe and we be like, we ain't going to be like. So right then and there popped in his head. And then I think that by the next morning, that song was getting created in the studio. But it's just about, man, how right now they saying demon time, but it's like you just have this rush of emotion. So it's easy to just be like, man, lay off of women and stop doing this. But I wanted women to be able to, no excuses, but I wanted women to be able to come from our perspective. So when I wrote it, I wrote it from a perspective of not more so how I move, but from how men move and how they think. And when, once the liquor kicks in, once the party starts going and, and they just, they don't see nothing else. It's just that rush. It's just that, that, that urge that they have and they're trying to fight it. And they, they see a woman and it's like, a, you know, attacking a gazelle. So I wrote it to be from that standpoint of that guy who is just thirst quenching and really want and has that need and desire for that particular woman that night. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thirst. So we, we're going to lighten it up a little bit. Right. So G Storm, can you hear me? Yeah, get ready. G Storm, can you hear me? Give me a little one, two action. All right. Cool. So right now, we're going to play a little game, Rock. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Name That Tune. So G-Storm's going to play a little something. You got to name that tune, baby. So, oh, my God. Easy. Uh. Give it to him, G-Storm. Oh. <laughs> you trying to take it back like that, I'm about to kill him. Hi, Rock. What's that? <laughs> what? Look, I don't even know myself. What was that, G Storm? That was Back to Life in 2001 with Mary J and Jada. Oh, so it's a remix. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Yeah, no doubt. That's what I was going to say. Back to Life. That was the original? No, no. Soul to Soul. Remember the group Soul to Soul? 
Okay. Yeah. They, they made that back to life, but uh, Mary and Jada did it over in 2001. Oh, okay. All right. G Storm. I didn't know that. Rock. Yeah, yeah. Neither did I, Rock. I did not know that. Yo, give him another one, G Storm. Name that tune. Oh, he he he, he go old school on the, on the, on the fella. Hey, you said you 90, you get with it. He said what? I said he said 90s, he can get with it. Give it to him. What up? What up? Say what? Say what? Say what? Say what? Say what? Say what? Okay. That was an easy one. That was an easy one, Storm. What was the name of it? Say what? Say what? Say what? You oh, know that. That's that, 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 That's the chorus. This going on, so thank, thanks for playing. Thanks for playing. No, of course, now y'all kept me on my toes with that one. <laughs> for sure, though, he definitely was talented. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, so let's ask, let's let's ask you. So, what what mistakes or failure uh, did you learn the most from? Right. So again, I think just being in the industry mm-hmm. of entertainment, um, you got some successes, you got some failure failures. Hopefully, you learn from them. Um, right. What would you say you've learned? And, and I, I'm I'm a more of an optimist, so let's let's go with success. Oh, staying away from um, staying away from like vultures. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, it's a money grab right, right now in the music industry. So uh, you got these people who probably really they'll they'll expose your talent or your uh, or wanting to succeed. So. That hit you and tell you, oh, I can do this for you. I can get you this play. I can get you on this tour. I can do this. Just sign with me. And early on, I fell for a lot of that to the point where now you got to show me what you do. Right, right. Before we even get moving with business wise. And it's because of stuff like that. So it hardened me. It made me better business wise. But I just fell for so many okie dokes because of the dream. Right, of, right. Of people just telling me, "Oh, I can do this. I can do that." And you know, that's just me 
being young and gullible to it all. But yeah. and I and I think I think Rock, it's not just that. I think in terms of because I do remember again, we we've met a year ago mm-hmm. and uh, we've been talking off and on, and you was pretty, you know, vocal and saying, Hey, let's let's do something, let's work together. Right. But at the end of the day, I was I was pretty straightforward with you. I've always been straightforward. And uh, you know, as as you grow as an individual, as you change and understand. Mm-hmm. You want to have that strong circle around you, then. right? Like I said, I know we we had some stuff ready to jump off. Yeah, but this this, this well, we good. probably was like a couple meetings away from it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was I was looking forward to that because, like I said, my team we we we've dug into you, of course. We we've talked to to Heidi and love her to death, and but that's okay. It's just a delay. That's it. A small that's delay. It. That's that's all. Yeah, so we, let me ask yeah, you. Yeah, we gonna find a way. Exactly. Um, if you had one superpower. What would it be and why? Uh, you already got the superpower of writing. So that can't be. That can't. Uh, if I had a superpower, it, it, would, it would be to uh, read, read thoughts, read the mind, for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would, yeah it would save a lot of time, a uh, lot of BS that, that might got to go down. If I already know what you're thinking on, what you're on, or what you're thinking about doing, it can help me to, for my future move with you. So that's something I always wanted to do is be able to read someone's mind. <laughs> yeah, you are not alone. You are you are you are not alone. Yeah, man, I mean, because people good out here, they can tell you a lot and you won't even be saying that they lying because they just that good at it. But if you know what's going on in their mind, they can't hide nothing from you. Yeah, this this is true. Uh you're a Baltimorean, native Baltimorean. Tell mm-hmm. me what what's what's your favorite food? Oh, I just the thing that popped in my head. I do not want to be basic, but that's it popped in my head first. A chicken steak, man. That gotta be my favorite food. Oh, that's a Philly. That's an up north thing. No, but they make them Phillies though. I like the chicken cheese steak. Chicken cheese steak. Okay, okay. Yeah, to the point I I don't eat Phillies no more. I can't. I can't do it no more because I just gotta have it. I just gotta have that chicken cheese steak. And I ain't talking about that chicken breast stuff that they put in it. No, I mean the actual. Chicken fillet steaks. Right, right, right. Okay. Now, so I got I got a question here from um, I'll assume it's a fan, a supporter. Are okay. you Are you single? Oh no, no, no. Okay, all right. <laughs> I know I threw you for a loop on that one. <laughs> <laughs> look, look. Hey, I'm I'm just delivering the message. I'm just. No, I, got, the message. No, I got I got family going on. I'm I, just I'm just a messenger. All right. <laughs> so what 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 type of legacy? Would you like to leave behind again, based on your life experiences and, mm-hmm. and songwriting? Tell us what what's your legacy that you like to leave behind? Uh, I would like for people to um, understand my work and see it for a reflection of Baltimore, even though I might not tell it mm. in 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 a way that everyone is telling it. I want them to know everything is is straight urban from Baltimore. And to see that this is a way of making it out. That's my biggest thing is if I can let people know in my city that just like I did, there's a way out of here. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, I achieve my purpose and to leave something behind for my family or Absolutely. a son to look up to and say, okay, my dad touched this person, touched that. So as long as I'm letting my city know that it's, it's something bigger than this and that, don't let the rest of the country make y'all feel like 
we're beneath everyone else is because of what we're going through or the murder race that's going on and stuff like that. No, we, we one big family. Every family got their own BS that they go through. I was just more out there than everyone else's. But I mean, it's always a way and it's always a way to improve. So if I can, uh, if I can do something major to help my city, you know, just get positive light, then. So you want to, you want, you want to change the trajectory of kind of how folks see Baltimore, right? Yeah. And, and Baltimore is a, a beautiful place. I mean, I, I am a native New Yorker, but I'm, I'm here. I've been here long enough to say, mm-hmm. Hey, Baltimore is home. And, um, I, I love it. Baltimore has a lot to offer. But I think, again, it, it comes to, again, us, right? Us as, as people, as individuals, kind of yeah. how we're willing to change what we need to make sure that, hey, for self, we're taken care of. And then at the same time, paying it forward in some way, in some fashion. So, again, it's, it's all about change. And that kind of goes back into all the, the, the elements of, of what living a rich life is um, from my perspective. Um, let me ask you. Let me ask you, what, what does living a rich life mean to you? Living a rich life means just no worries. Uh, waking up and it ain't about money, wealth, and none of that. It's just waking up happy, satisfied, happy with the decisions you've made, being able to look in the mirror and, and love yourself and and just being at peace with everything going on around you. Yeah, that's, 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 that's well said because, again, I wasn't always living a rich life. I mean, and that's that's honest. That's the one thing on this show where we're very candid. I wasn't always living a rich life. Um, I've done some things that shape me, but again, as you grow and you learn, um, it that that that's it. And you're some, still working. That's it. Exactly. Some folks still say working. you. Some folks say you, you you can't change, but at the end of the day, I know I have changed. Um, and, and again, yeah, I don't I don't need for any recognition or acknowledgement, mm. but it's within self. And then to be able to project that on and share my story with others, mm. you know, folks got a decision to make. That at the end so of the did you did you ever um did you ever was you always the guy who just wanted to do things behind the scenes and uh or is that something you grew into like or did you want the spotlight at one point and then you just realize I'm better behind it? <laughs> oh, nice, nice. So you know, I've I've always I've always shined. So whether it was a sporting event, whether it was you know I I, I won't say I come from a, a family of comedians, but my mm-hmm. my brother, my oldest brother G Strong. So he he was he was the funniest guy around uh, around the neighborhood. Um, it kind of rolled off for me. So we always got attention. We always got attention, Rock. Um, when I came to to Morgan State. I was still getting a lot of attention being from New York for whatever mm-hmm. the case the reason. But at the end of the day, I was, I was doing kind of in the entertainment industry. I was doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes um, until a couple of folks was like, yo, you should be doing this in front of a camera. You should be interviewing folks. You know, a lot of people. Um, and I think honestly, and not just cause he's on here today, but again, I wanted to incorporate, my family, my brother, into some of the things that I'm doing moving forward. And probably one of the highlights was when, and again, you and my brother are going to connect. This this dude is off the chain, one of the realest. No, we got to. No, we got to. Yeah. One of the realest individuals I know. And um, he said to me, he was like, yo, I'm proud of you. And right then and there. So there was a couple of defining moments for me that I'm doing the right thing. And mm-hmm. I should have been doing this a little longer. So one was when I had... Uh, Sanjay, who used to be the executive producer uh, for 92Q, 
She was on my show. Another was my good friend D Chase, who now has his own, you know, company and does a lot of stuff for the city, which again, that touch point. And then, you know, like I said, my brother just saying he's 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 proud of me. Those were probably the three in, in the last six months. It's like, yo, yeah. Right. I, I don't, I'm okay where I'm at right now. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a good question. And I've never shared that with anybody. So, Rock, you, you pulled that out, damn it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to be interviewing you. I can, I mean, we, we, <laughs> we, we can keep this it's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just came natural. Just exactly. Because, you know, that's why I said we like, we like it all go- organic. We like it mm-hmm. organic. So a question for you. Okay. Um, any advice on how to get into writing and becoming an artist for those interested in doing what you do? Now, before you answer that, mm-hmm. let me say you're a young artist. A lot of folks, a good amount of folks don't really know and appreciate what you do. The amazing part about it is when you go out and let's get my team, uh, my executive director, she went out, she did some research and stuff that, again, we, we've hung out. And I was like, whoa, this brother is doing some things. You're doing, you're doing some things. I appreciate it. Yes. And I was like, so first of all, yes. When this thing is over, we're going to connect. We're going to reconnect. So that's the right. first thing. Because we, we can get them bags, as my man D. Shout out to your research team, huh? Yeah, absolutely. As my man D. Calza likes to say, hey, we're going to get these bags. So tell us, what advice would you on how to get into writing and being an artist for those that's interested in doing what you do? Uh, don't fall for what's, what you think is hot. Be you're, you're never um, derailed if you're doing it from within. So I say just start jotting down things that you feel. It could be random. Sometimes you don't even have full sentences. Sometimes it could just be just words that's sticking out to you each right. day. And then you can start forming and you realize like you've been creating a body of work for like a week or two. Okay. And just, you know, not being afraid to just really take it in depth and really thinking and going there. But it's really just, it got to be something that's natural. You know, no one can really tell you how to do it or how to say it. And no, or you ain't even got to be an artist yourself to just really write. Just, just getting those thoughts and letting them be free and actually saying it physically on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. That's everything. You know, that can be a lot for people mentally too, especially what's going on in this, in this world right now. Just, you need a way of outletting it. And I'm just grateful enough to be able to, have a voice with it and be able to record minds. But that's why I also make sure I tell other people's stories and not just my own, like the creep squads and stuff like that, because everyone can't do it themselves. So even just hearing those records and they've been able to know, Oh, that you talking about me right there. Right, that's that right. song right there. You wrote that, you know, I just pulled the energy. That's, that's, that, that's what's up. You know, G storm. Are you with me? I'm with you, brother. It was good. No doubt. So, so, I think um, in terms of what, as, as a, a DJ who's been in the game for 20-something years, and I, I've had a couple of um, the DMV local uh, DJs on the show that, you know, my man Wild Child, DNA, um, we're we working on getting a couple of other big names. I had my man DJP Drama, all New Yorkers. Um, what, what advice would you give Rock, G-Storm? In terms of, the, so matter of fact, so wait a minute before you even go. So my brother has been, um, he's been in some of the the, the, the the top videos in terms of hip hop artists. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether you see him just chilling, 
or, or, or whatever it is. My brother's been a part he of those. He's been on, I, I can pull up some 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 sets of him actually. Um, yo, yo, you know, he got he got he got he got some lines in the videos, Rock. <laughs> yo, 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 back up off me, Black. What um what advice would you give Rock as a young guy in terms of the, the music industry, Storm? Uh first and foremost, just just be original. Don't be a copycat. Mm-hmm. Do your own thing and let the doubters doubt you. Like, don't say you people gonna say you can't do it. Pay them no mind. And I'll be honest with you, B. Like for me. I've been do, I've been DJing for a long time. It got to a point where, you know, when I first started, of course, my first couple of parties I did for nothing. But after the, after a while, I got to the point where, yo, you you got to pay me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You think that you could just come there and play music? No, I got to drag all this. So rich, can I <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. All right, I got to drag all this shit out of my basement. Yeah. You know what I'm Put it in my car. I don't got no roadie. Bring the shit to the party, and y'all just uh-huh. sit there and, and, and DJ for four hours, five hours, whatever the case might be. And then when y'all niggas go home, I gotta break all this shit down now. Yeah. yeah. All right, Storm, don't, Storm, don't, don't overdo it. My, producer, my, my executive producer might charge me. Um. <laughs> I asked the question first, Rich. I mean, it ain't like I didn't ask the question. Okay, I'm gonna tone it down. But like I said, I got to a point where I, I, and I'm being honest, yo, I fell off with the DJing because I, I, it gets to the end of the day, I know my worth. Never settle. Get what you're supposed to get. Right. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't let nobody undercut you. Right. That, that, that's just the bottom line. That's just the bottom You know why? I do this for a hobby. I don't do this. This ain't my lobby, though. I do this for a hobby. My brother Jay, I do this for a hobby, B. You know what I'm saying? I get paid for this, but I do it for a hobby. Yeah, so, yeah. like I said, don't let nobody undercut you. From what I understand, you're doing a great job. Just keep it up, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody to tell you do your thing, dude. Just no, yeah. no, thank you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm telling you, right? Yeah, you, you got something going on, and I think no, again, as you started earlier, you mentioned mm-hmm. knowing the business a little better, and you probably would be a little further. But I, I, I continue to see great things coming. So. No, of course. I used to um feel bad um about taking money because this is something that I would do for free. You know, I love music and I had to get out of the fact when people I used to get excited when people used to offer me money to come and perform and things like that. Cause I know I would I was gonna do it anyway. You get what I'm saying? Right, right, right. But you know, so it was everything. So when I started performing in places like Artscapes and my yes. cities and stuff, and these people were willing to pay me, now you know I can't feel bad about anything, you know. And just because I know you personally or whatever, then you personally know I'm gonna give my best and I'm gonna give my all for as long as you need me to. So I need to get, you know, reimbursed for that. Absolutely. And let me share something. Let me let me let me share something with you right now. So I think and 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 the executive producer who is running things here today, Monty, he'll, he'll correct me later on all things with the show, which is okay. That's why I appreciate him. But you do the show mm-hmm. and as well as the, my, my the assistant producer. He's, they, these, these guys said to me, one, the, the money will come. So the whole, the whole sponsorship, that stuff will come. Um, I already got smacked on the hand, but that's okay because I, I respect these guys and this is what they've been doing. But the money will come um, sponsorship will come. All that stuff will come, and 
definitely using BeExposedRadio.com, the platform. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we should get paid for that because we, we, we putting that out there. Um, I do this for the love and I, I take that to heart. So, you know, sometimes I, I am a rebel. My brother would tell you that sometimes I, I break the rules, but I'm okay with, hey, when I get direction to kind of say, hey, I need to, I need to swift. Because I, I ain't gonna lie, I was very excited about the show today to have, um, to have you on, to have my brother on. And our next guest who's coming on, he is, um, you know, he, he, shoot, he, he's somebody I know again, and he, he won a gold medal at the Olympics in Georgia. So this is, this is, this, to me, this is a very big show for me. And sometimes I, I mean, I feel like I'm getting a little emotional, but I've kind that's of, passion. Feel, that's it. That's passion. That's, that's it. That's yeah. it. Now we got a few more minutes with you rock. Um, and, and before I go, before we go, I, I want to ask the question in terms of, you know, um, what inspires you to be, to, to better yourself and, and how do you go about it? Every day, because you already answered what living a rich life means to you. Mm-hmm. So tell us what inspires you to better yourself, and how do you go about doing it every day? Uh, just past mistakes, knowing that I once took life for granted, mm. and it was you know, and it could have easily got cut short. And seeing some of the people I used to be with who are no longer here, whether that's through the jail systems or, you know, they're dead or whatever, but it's just knowing just that totem pole of always fighting back and forth with that, that keeps me going and it keeps me hungry. Just knowing that this life is precious for all we know, we get one shot at it. So I need all my 24 hours to go hard, to know <laughs> that, you know, so just I know that's that right. people in my family who are older than me, who are letting me know they're proud of me and they looking up to me. Um, seeing all of the musical talent in my family and seeing that so many people in my family could have been doing what I'm doing. So now I'm here telling generation stories of my family mm-hmm. and just having all this, this weight on me, but it's good weight. It's weight that I want. It's weight that I hold, you know, and especially just having my son, you know, that's a big battery for me now because now I'm on to my own family myself. So that's another chapter in my life. That I'm also getting ready for. So just knowing that this this battle is just it's continuous. It's going. You know, music is always going to just be there. And it, it got to grow, and just understanding these stories and stuff like that. So that that keeps me going though, because I genuinely love what I'm doing. It's not a get rich like quick scheme. It's not right. something that I just woke up one day and was like, you know what, I want to do this. Like, no, I just I really want to express myself, and it's the way I know how to express myself. So. Well, I appreciate you sharing sharing that thought and that and that process, and and really appreciate you coming on the show today. Of course, um, I, I definitely want to say I want to get you in the station because that's a different feel. Today was fun, and again, it was one of the, one of the shows I was looking forward to. So much more, listen, so much more coming. Don't worry, absolutely. So yeah, we so, thought about this. We working yeah, exactly. So as you know, like I said, my my executive producer, he's he says he doesn't want to have uh, the conscious of us <laughs> dying. <laughs> Die up in my station. There's no Rona. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So you know, just just good people, good energy, and um, mm-hmm. you know, when we do it, we want we want to do it right. So we we've done a couple of things. We changed a couple of things, and uh, <laughs> you know, we're gonna, we're gonna keep it going, though, babe. We're gonna keep it going. I want to thank you for for joining, and um, we're gonna make sure that you get you you know you get a copy of the uh, of the show. 
Um, of course. A few other things, but um, we'll, we'll be talking. Definitely we'll be talking because this is the time for us to plan it. And we kind of got a good set of plans. So whether we plan out through up through September, mm-hmm. um, considering that everything is shut down um, events wise to August 31st, we now know that. So we know how we can plan moving forward. Right, right. Um, so let's make sure we plan. We touch base. I appreciate you. No, of course, Rich. No, I, I appreciate all y'all on here. For real. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no doubt. Let, let's let's get it, Rock. I'm a guy. I know. I, I'm going to tell you something. I learned some stuff. I didn't even know. My people was like, yo, did you know this? I was like, no. They, they, they weren't. Had, yeah, man. They had, you going to learn today. They had me watch it. <laughs> they weren't. They had me watch it. I said, damn. They talking about they want to raise. I said, look, look, damn it. I said, I'm not even paying my brother right now. <laughs> <laughs> But it, but it, but it's all good. I appreciate you. <laughs> and uh, feel free to you know go to pexposedradio.com, mm-hmm. tune in and 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 watch the next guest. But um, we'll be, we'll be connecting because again, like I said, over the next couple of weeks, the next couple of months, we need to plan on what what that looks like for for rock and uh, living a rich life. I will say um, I got a few things coming down the pipe as this mm-hmm. thing um, goes over, and uh, we'll definitely make sure you're on that that guest list. No, please do. No, no, you're a man of your word. You know, everything you said, you held it. So I appreciate that. You know, that's the first step of anything. No, no doubt. I'm glad you said that, my brother. All right, then, until next time, Rock. Of course, you know, follow me everywhere. Rock Writer, R-O-C-W-R-I-T-A-H. Everything. Here we go. G-Storm, take us home. Oh, yeah. G-Storm, give us a little sum. Before we introduce our next guest, oh, take him off. Uh, uh, oh, there we go. Okay, okay. D. Atkins. Hey, man. How are you? Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. Right quick. Good, good. G. Storm in the dungeon. Uh, Give us a quick little sum. We're gonna. Int- I'm gonna introduce D. Atkins real quick. Give us a little sum. I don't either. Thank you, Storm. Thank you, Storm. So, first and foremost, I got to introduce this my, my next guest the proper way. So, we just had Rock Ryder, and he was our special guest. So, today on Living a Rich Life, we have our featured guest. He is a former American track and field athlete who specialized in the 400 meter hurdles. He is the fast. He was the fastest man in the world in 1994 and 1996 seasons. He is a two-time national champion at the USA Outdoor Track and Field Championships. He was an Olympic gold medalist in the 1996 Summer Olympics and world champion in the 1995 World Championships. Not only does he have a gold medal but he has a heart of gold. Please welcome one of the most gifted athletes I have not, listen, listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> one of the most gifted athletes I have ever known. My brother, my classmate, 
Mr. Derek Atkins. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> I can't How's it call going? it. I can't call it. It's been a while, D. Been a, it's been a while, man. And you look great, man. You, you look the same. Well, 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 well thank <laughs> you. <laughs> you. You pretty much look the same as well, for the most part. Yeah, yeah thank you. I think All the right. last time I last time I saw you, I was like, "Damn, are you still growing?" Yeah. I grew a little bit in, in college, I believe, a little yeah. bit after we graduated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you sprinted up because I, I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> so, so we, you know, I, I got a team of folks, and I, I don't even think my um, executive director knew that we actually went to high school together. So, again, today right. um, was really exciting to me because she, you know, my team, my, I got a great team. Um, from the producer to folks that do the investigation and folks want to know. So, so tell us where you're from and how right. did you know you wanted to become a track star? You know, you know, this is going to be fun, right? It's going to be fun because you asking me where I'm from. I'm from around the block. I'll drink to that. <laughs> from Seneca, around the block from where you're from, but it's called Lakeview, New York. Yes. Uh, it's in the Lakeview or what they call West Hampstead, Rockville Center area. A lot of towns coming together. We were in the Malvern High School District. So I grew up there the first 18 years of my life. I was born, well, I was born in Brooklyn, but, you know, my I was just born in a hospital in Brooklyn. My whole upbringing was in Lakeview, um, in the Malvern School District, from Linda Place Elementary to Herbert Middle School to Malvern High School. Uh, and my dad, and other parents in the neighborhood, uh, Mr. Francis, and I know you know Mr. Francis, Nars Francis, and uh, others, Mr. James, had started a, a track team for kids um, when I was just um, 10 years old. And so, and my sister was 11, so she was, she was the big star at first, all through middle school. Yeah, my yeah. sister was the big star in track, Diane Atkins. And I, I ran and I put my all into it, but I just wasn't winning races to the degree that she was. And I really excelled. Not that I did well, but I became really good in 11th grade at Malvern High School. That's when I won the New York State Championships and became ranked seventh in the nation. And then from there, all the colleges recruited me and, you know, I chose Georgia Tech. Yeah, absolutely. See, so I, I know your story. But my the rest of them, they, they don't know it. Right. 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 Uh-huh. You know, Diane and, and kind of similar to, to, to you, you know, my brother played, he played sports, but right. you know, this guy, Rich James, you know, I played sports. Um, right. Which, right. Right. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that because I, what I do remember, and I like to share folks to this day, mm-hmm. some 30 some odd years later, <laughs> I remember right. when, um, you know, you, we're going to get into some of that stuff, right? I think I know where you're going. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, yo, so, you know, what folks don't know is I won the most athletic in, in high school. Right, right, you know, right. I played, right. I played football, I played basketball, and was, was pretty good in both of those things. So uh-huh. um, one of the things was with, with Derek, Derek then went, he, they done named the damn street after his ass. <laughs> right? They named the yeah. street after you. So, so, so tell me what that was like, what that experience was like. Tell me about that. It, it it was great, man. It's, it was wonderful. But let, let me first go back to 88. <laughs> when the most athletic is crazy how people were like, well, who should get it? Derek Atkins or Richie James? And the deal was, and I and I totally understood. And it really didn't mean much to me because people were right when saying that Rich can do multiple sports. Right. In three sports, you were doing right? Football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah well, and I, me, I, me yeah, I just they, ran fast. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they I wanted well in the ninth, but I just ran fast, and I didn't have a lot of a lot of skills with my arms, hand-eye coordination, or even in gym class, like lateral movements. So they said, well, let's give it to the versatile athlete, which was you. Right, um, right. But, but So that's how that worked. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but naming the street after me, to be honest, I didn't want that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I was living in Atlanta in 96. Yep. When I won the gold medal, my dad said they want to name the street after you. It was the local politicians that <clears> – <throat> wanted to do that, and I didn't want it <clears throat> because I thought it would draw too much attention to me, but the local politicians put a lot of pressure on me. They said, come on, you, you, you're you going to be a role model for the kids in the neighborhood. All the kids need to look up to you. We need to celebrate you in this neighborhood, and I kind of yielded to the pressure, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't know if I would do that again, Right. When you look at Julius Irving, Rich, and he grew up over in Roosevelt, yep, they yep. wanted to name a street after him in the 70s, and he said no. Mm-hmm. And he um, he waited, and then he turned like 60-something years old, and he said, okay, you can name the street after me now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when they do something like that, it kind of turns you into a lightning rod. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's There's something about how the rappers used to say, give me the money, bump the fame. Right. <laughs> like, sometimes when your name is too glorified, then the attackers attack. Right. You know what I mean? The haters, people that write in the media that don't like you and so forth. So that's nice. And I still understand. Where, now, when I tell people that today, especially if they're from Lakeview, mm-hmm. they say, no, D, we're proud that, um, you know, they named that street after you. You need to be proud of that, man. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know. That's just a lot. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. Right. And if I could be a role model to kids in Lakeview, that, that's fine, you know. Yo, and I'm gonna tell you. So, um, because I've been, I haven't been home in a while, but the times I've have gone, I'm like, yeah, these these folks need to to really, they really need to appreciate it and recognize some of the things. Because again, they're not doing like how we right. were doing. D. I mean, right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. At, at the end of the day, so you know, mm-hmm. they're not really doing what how kind in terms of just the the encouragement, the the support, okay. and um. Right, let's, right, let's, right. Let's talk about let's talk about your dad, um, who okay. was, you know, who, who uh, unfortunately is no longer with us. But he right. was, he was, he was not just a dad. He was dads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's right, be clear. Right, right. He was uh-huh. dads. Uh-huh. So he wasn't right. only a dad to you. He right. was a dad to hey David Bradshaw. He was a dad to Charles <laughs> Neal. He's right. a, a dad to Jeffrey Tyler. Jeffrey Tyler. He's yeah. a dad to Rich James. Right. Um, okay. You know what I mean? As some form of fashion, right? He was he was that. So so tell us how he influenced your your track and field. Um, you know your your career. Tell us about that. Yeah, he he was major and essential. My dad was um, a physical education teacher in Brooklyn. Um, and now in the when I was very young, like I was only four or five years old. He was teaching karate down at Lakeview Park inside the inside the center, and I was always looking forward to him teaching me. Teaching you. But by the time I, yeah, but I, I, he wouldn't let me start until I was like ten, mm-hmm. and by then he stopped, <laughs> and he yeah. was just coaching track. So I said, "All right, well, I'll run track," and that's how that started. Um, so yeah, he coached track for the neighborhood track team called the Lakeview Speedsters. Yep. Um, 
but it wasn't just my dad. It was, we had some great men in the neighborhood. We had Coach Colbert Britt, who yep. lived in the neighborhood, um, high school, local high school coach. We had Alan Coles, who lived like two doors from you, I think. Yep. Um, Alan Coles helped to coach track, and he was a phys ed teacher at Jamaica High School. And so we had some great, great people helping us. And the key, which it wasn't so much that they were trying to make track stars or Olympians. They were back in the early 80s just trying to kick kids off the street. Yeah. I tell people that back then we didn't have smartphones and video games. 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning, kids left the house and went out on the street. (laughs) Like, do whatever. Like, just to have some fun. Yeah. So the parents, they, they engaged in a lot of these activities, whether it be get your kid into a baseball program or a track program or something. Um, and, and that was the goal. It wasn't really to make us track stars. But then I became a track star. My sister, Tamika Francis, oh, um, yes. Mike I, Reed, uh, Mike Reed. I mean, every the, everybody I mentioned, I including Mike Reed. Hibbert, <laughs> earned scholarships to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You threw out some names. Uh, man, I tell you. I tell you, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I think, um, you know, you, you um, in terms of high school, your sister, as well as yourself, they're on the, the Malvern Wall of Fame. Uh, we right. got quite a few folks. Um, I don't know the politics of it, but, you know, there was some discussion last year of getting me on the Wall of Fame. You know, like I said, I, I, if you are, yeah, yeah if, if you're most athletic for your year, you should be on the Wall of Fame. Well, you yeah. Know? Hey, Derek, I'm not, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not really into you leave politics. It alone. <laughs> yeah, I, I leave it alone. But what I do know okay. is, you know, the last couple of years, I lived my life a certain way. Um, okay. I, I do remember um, one thing that really stands out and resonates with me when I started doing because I've been doing this show for um, for a year now, a, a year okay. and some change. And okay. I remember I was in a situation where I reached out to you. Yeah, really? I mean, I ain't trying to, okay. I ain't trying to put your business out there, but <laughs> okay. I reached out there to you. And you provided uh-huh. me some assistance. I mean, and I oh, was okay, okay, yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. And what you said to me was, "I'll never forget it." Because again, our, our show is about being candid, being honest. Okay, it's about being yeah. with change. You right, said to right, me, right. "You said pay it forward." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, "Don't pay me back. Yep. Help somebody else out." Yep. 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 <laughs> Little. Okay. okay. And um, <laughs> you know, I and I've been doing that ever, ever since. And again, the wow, last, that's great, man. You know, the that's last, great several years um that's what i've been trying to do i've been focused on that so but we ain't here to talk okay. about me i want to talk about all you right. so much. <laughs> all right folks, right. folks want to know folks want to know so first of all what, what's your favorite holiday I'm, I'm gonna tell you something i asked so you know i did a promo video uh-huh. I, so Derek, are, are you married you single what's your story oh i was married i was married for four years and i'm oh, divorced okay. and, and we didn't have any children oh well like so I'm, I'm single, no children right now. I, okay. I want to get married again one day, though. I haven't given up. Okay, so up I, days, we'll see. <laughs> I guess you. Well, you ain't alone. Somebody <laughs> asked me if you could, um, um, what, what's your favorite holiday? Well, not me, but they asked you. A woman said, what's your favorite holiday? Um, Real, real easy and simple, just Christmas. Christmas? <laughs> I'm a time. Christian and I love Christmas. Jesus' it, birthday. It, it is the time. <laughs> it is the time of giving. It is, it yeah. is it's the time of giving. So I, I want to say or ask the question, what inspires you to better yourself and how do you go about doing it every day? Again, to me, mm-hmm. we haven't talked in a while, but as we're sitting here talking now, I, I feel like we ain't, we ain't skip a beat, to be honest. Right. Yeah, exactly. It feels like that. You know, and that's, and that's yeah. how it should be. 
you know, right, right, right. Director, she's probably watching, and she's like, "Oh, uh-huh. I didn't know you knew him." Yeah, I didn't tell you all <laughs> that because I wanted you to do the research. Everything, oh, okay. everything they did, I was like, "Yeah, I, I know this." I think right, we, right, right. one thing. So, so tell us. You said, "What's okay. your favorite holiday?" Right, you, you right. see, um, all this, all this, all this good stuff that we got going on. Yeah. Here. How do you handle stress when you was running? How did you handle stress? It had to be stressful. It, it was stressful, but it was weird, Rich, because for some reason, okay, I got nervous just like everyone else prior to races, usually right before the race, the morning of the race, mm-hmm. it, it comes in hard. Um, but for some reason, I dealt with the stress of racing more better than I dealt with the stress in my life off the track. Okay. In my life off the track, social life, relationships, marriage, that stress hit me harder than the stress of running races. So I just, um, well, one thing you do is you slow down your breathing, um, take slow, deep breaths when you get stressed. And, 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 And like the anxiety before the race, especially that morning and leading up to it, it could be very, um, it could be very unbearable, very overwhelming. And you just have to take slow breaths, calm yourself down, and then tell you that even, tell yourself that even, if you don't win, it's gonna be okay. You know, it's gonna be okay. Is that you what you would tell yourself? By, by, by this, by, by tonight, I'm gonna feel better. And that often happened. Even if I lost, I felt better after the race simply because the stress of the race was over. You see what I'm saying? As long as I knew that I had done my best, I feel a little bit better. So I told myself by the end of today, I'm gonna be feeling better. Win <laughs> or lose. Of course, I'm going to feel much better if I win. Uh-huh. Even if I lose, the um, the anxiety will be gone. And I, I dealt with it well. I think I dealt with the stress of competition very well. Also, so I got to tell you, Derek, that's 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 a little surprising to me because okay, you were some competitive mother. <laughs> we were. <laughs> We'd be in gym class. You remember Miss Hill? Right. Whether it's volleyball right. or sports, right, right. Or whatever it is, um, we were some. Compet- not even was we are competitive yeah we are yeah right and i think i, I think sometimes because folks used to be like yo they, they want me to come out I said, i'm not running no track i'm not man, running you, no track <laughs> you would have been good man if you were tailback at malvern you could run track <laughs> yeah 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 you know? so but i just said you know i think that's so that is surprising to see i mean i i know yeah i know some of your story and and, and again just some of the uh the, the the dynamics behind it, so that that I mean right. that, that that makes sense. But we we were competitive, and that's we we were competitive, and our whole team was good. See, Malvern, we used to show up with like six guys on the team, maybe mm-hmm. seven, and Uniondale and those other schools would show up with like thirty kids. But <laughs> the, you know what I mean. But but we would win the races that we were in. Right, 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 right. <laughs> we have our six, but I win my races. Yeah. Mike would win his races. Me. Jeffrey Tyler, David Bratcher, Charles Neal, we were in the relay, so we didn't have the numbers, but we were all good. Yeah. <laughs> we were very competitive. Four by four. Like yeah. And the beauty thing about it, it was the, what I, I appreciate was the connection from sports to sports, right? And I think right. that really, you know, I mean, I had a bunch of offers after high school. That's okay. a whole other conversation we'll talk about offline. Right. Okay. <laughs> but. You know, it, I think we had that support with each other. So it was track meets. The basketball team was there. 
if it was football, the track right. team was there, if it was softball, because 88, I'm going to say it, and I'll take the fine. We, we fucked shit up in 88. <laughs> yeah, we did. We, we were did. states across right. the, for our categories, we were states right. across the board, but you right. can never go anywhere without seeing, hey, you know, Derek Atkins, like you mentioned, right, a Tamika right. Francis, a Rich James, um, a right. David Bradshaw. You couldn't go nowhere without seeing, well, go, you know, so that, that was good. Tell me, right. with that being said, what was your best athletic memory? My best athlete, well, of course, it's got to be the Olympics. <laughs> the Olympics in Atlanta, because not only was it the Olympics, but I had been living in Atlanta um, for eight years prior to that. So down there, they called me, they said I was from Atlanta. <laughs> and then, of course, yeah. New York people say, well, you know, he's from New York. Well, I had been down there for eight years. When I went to Atlanta in 88 to go to Georgia Tech, yeah. I had no idea that the Olympics were going to be coming to Atlanta. They didn't announce that until like 1991. And then the Olympics came to Atlanta in 1996. So I was running at home. All of these people coming from all over the world. My top competitor was coming from Zambia. And the other one was coming from Sweden and, and Brazil and Jamaica. And I was coming from down the street. <laughs> from, you know, where my apartment was in Atlanta. So a lot of pressure was on me there. And I'm just grateful to God that I was able to handle the pressure of that day because there's some other races that I really messed up. Like I never won a collegiate championship in an individual event. A lot of other races I, I've, I've fallen, hit hurdles and fallen in major races on television. But that particular race, I did everything perfectly and I ran my best time. I didn't make any mistakes. Right. And I was able to pull it off on that day. So that's definitely my greatest memory. Nice. That's what's up. Look, because you know, I, I was class clown. I was gonna pull that footage up. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna pull that footage up of you of you clipping that uh, clipping that hurdle, and because uh, I got all that shit. And and the beauty about it, Derek, the beauty about it, and really, because I've always wished you the best. I, I knew you was gonna be successful, right. as as well as some folks. They was like they expected me to to, to be playing here, playing there. Right, and, you know, I, you know, I, I think probably a little more guidance from certain individuals. I probably would have, but at the end of the day, I'm still living a rich life, baby. Good man, you know, as you should. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I yeah. would always remember, I did having the memories to talk about, you know, high school and just over a period of a time. And hey, I said, yeah, I went, I went to high school with that guy, and right. uh, that's, okay, that's, that's a good look. That's a good look. Yeah. We had, we had some good times, and I, I wished him well. I'm. Man, if I could tell you some of the parties I had and rooting <laughs> for you, oh my okay. goodness! All right, we was watching the TV. I, I'm almost certain this woman broke my TV that night, but that's oh really? Yeah, <laughs> it was wild. It was wild. So wow. so let me let's 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 keep it going, right? So okay. how so what do you do to stay? Again, I, I think you're very humble when it comes to the Olympic gold medal. You got the medal with you right, right now? Where's the medal at? Uh it's I can grab it. You want me to get it? Yeah, yeah, grab it Probably real quick. Get. Okay. Grab it real quick. Hurry up, hurry up. Because we got like... <laughs> All right. All right. I, I got the laptop in my hand. I oh, think perfect. It's Let me see. Uh, no, oh, here you it back, is. You back, because you're right. back in New York, right? That, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look at that. I'm back we, in New York. We need, <laughs> to put that in a, we need to put that in a shadow <laughs> box or something. I don't have it. I don't have it displayed Not yet? in the house. What, what I, I, I keep it. I keep it hidden in the house. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it. My, 
somebody might break into your shit, you know. Just... Yeah, yeah, they know it's out in the open. <laughs> <laughs> True indeed. I mean, I have a my 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 friend who um Calvin Davis who got the bronze to me actually. His his medal was stolen. He gave it to his mom. Okay. Um in, in his house in um in, in Boston. And uh yes, my broke in and took his but you know the Olympic committee sent him another one. He just had to fill out a police report. Right, right, right. But so you don't want all that stuff happening. I just Absolutely. take it out. If if I have to go speak to some kids, you know, the YMCA or girls stuff, something like that, then I'll take it out. But other it, or if somebody comes over the house, they want to see it. No doubt, no doubt. Tell you what, yeah. See, we 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 hitting that a uh, milestone right now. Um, okay, I race you for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You, you might beat me, man. My legs hurt every day. No, 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 nigga. I, and I My don't legs even hurt. use it. No, no, that ain't happening. Then. Okay. Oh, That's funny. I love it. I love it. Okay, so I, I, I like it. So, so, so what, so what are you working on these days now? Wow. These, well, these well, days, COVID-19, actually, you ain't working on too much of anything, right? I mean, most of us are yeah. quarantined. We're staying safe. Right. I'm actually, um, I'm, I'm between, um, employment positions right now. Um, things are going really well. I think I, I'm really close to getting the job that I want. Uh, and it'll be in the financial services industry. They've given me a verbal commitment, but I don't want to say anything until it's in writing and it's set in stone. <laughs> right, right, right. So, oh, I'm, I'm most likely going to be going in into investment banking, investment management, um, kind of on the research and analysis side. Uh, looking forward to it because I've been working in the not-for-profit sector for a long time, kind of like in the area of youth recreation. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, I'm looking to make a little bit more money. Gotcha. You know, going forward for the next twenty years, I I, I just want to climb up the salary scale. So, so, so are you still being engaged when it comes to athletics? Um, are you still yes? In that- and so I, I'll be doing that kind of like I don't want to coach full time, right. um, or not even like I won't be able to even coach at a high school because to coach at high school you have to be pretty much at the track at the high school at about three thirty. Right, and I'll be yeah. getting out later than that. So, but at the same time, there's so many opportunities. The big thing now, Rich, that we didn't have when we were growing up, is the personal trainers for kids. Mm. Where parents all over the place will pay someone like myself or whatever personal trainer is out there. You don't have to be an Olympian, right? Um, you know, an hourly fee to train right. their, their their kid like two or three days a week. And it's pretty good money. You make money probably a little bit more than the personal trainers make at the gym. Well, sure. Let so, me tell you. And, and we didn't have that. Like, you just had to show up to track practice at Malvern if you wanted right. to do <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Derek. As I, I've gone mm-hmm. through my, 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 my trial and tribulations in life, the one thing I've come to realize, it's okay. So multiple streams of income. So you definitely can't discount oh, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you have that right. service. You have that skill team. You know what it yes. takes, um, yes. so it should yes. definitely be in your in your plan in terms of okay. Well, I can I can tell you what it takes to get here. I mean, it's, right. it's you know it's, it's not a story, it's yeah. it's real. You know what <laughs> I mean? Real. To uh-huh. kind of have that that additional extreme, you know, that stream of income. You know what I mean? I tried. Right. So one one of my frat brothers, excuse me, who um he does track, 
And um, I told him, I said, yeah, okay. I, got, I, got, I got one of my, my, my friends from high school, Olympic gold medalist. And um, the one thing different is they don't really, you know, the, the younger generation, they don't take time sometimes to understand the history. I said, let me tell you something. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anybody that fucking, ooh, uh, uh, damn, it's, uh, <laughs> it's anybody right. that does track and field, and again, I'm not a track and field guy. I'm a basketball football guy. Anybody that right. does track and field, I said, yo, Derek Atkins, they compared his stride to Edwin Moses. Right. Y'all, that's right. God yeah. damn it. They compared his stride to Edwin Moses. God damn it. So however right. you need to um, equate that with these young, younger folks, they yes. should be talking to them. Right. They, yeah. don't, they don't know. I mean, it's, it's you know, one of the things yeah. I appreciate about, again, like I said, Malvern, we were instilled with some of the basics. So, yes, you know, that's that's just me. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And sometimes um, I'm a little surprised. I don't want to be like kind of like, man, what's wrong with these kids not knowing who I am? <laughs> I don't want to say that. But at right. the same time, it's kind of true because I was born in 70. And it's mainly because of my dad, but I knew those top sprinters from 1968. Yes. Um, Tommy Smith, John Carlos, Larry James, Lee Evans, Bob Beeman. Now, I wasn't even born in 1968, but I knew because if you love your sport, you're going to study the history. Yeah. Yep. So you know about Julius Irving and Oscar Robinson. Like, why are you not studying the history in this sport? Yep. But it is what it is. And then some kids do know. Some kids do know. And, and they give you a lot of respect. What I get a lot from kids is like a parent who's like our age will introduce me to their child. And kind of the child's kind of being like, oh, like rolling his eyes, like whatever. And the parent will say, well, you know, he won the gold medal in the Olympics. And then the child will open their eyes like, Oh wow. oh, wow. Nice to meet you, sir. So <laughs> that shit is huge. You, know, you get that respect once they learn what it is that you did. Yeah. That is huge. Yeah. You are the uh-huh. best in the world. In the world. <laughs> right. Not the United States <laughs> of America. You are the exactly. best in the world. What was that? 1994, yes. 96, the fastest yes. man in the world. Right, of course, right. That, that probably would have been me if I stuck with track and field. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I, 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 again, I just think, you know, understanding that, yeah, these, these, these folks don't really understand that. So um, I, one, one of the yeah. questions I do like to, to ask, because, again, my people did a lot of research, and um, we, we probably yeah. veered off, but it's okay. Should probably be uh-huh. asking for a raise or whatever case later. <laughs> okay. I want to know, at this point in your life, and I asked my, my, my guest, what does living a rich life mean to you at this point in life? Okay. Um, well, there's the literal definition of rich, which is financially wealthy. And that is um, important. And I did share that um, I'm going in a direction now where I would like to make a little more money mm-hmm. and, and, you know, have more of the finer things in life. And I had those things in the 90s when I was an athlete. Um, then I made some really bad investments. Added, added to that, I took a turn toward working in the not-for-profit sector in the area of youth recreation, helping kids and so forth. And that's great. Um, but then I just decided to like, you know, I, I want some more financial wealth. But being rich is not financial wealth. Even when I was working in the not-for-profit se- sector and I wasn't so-called wealthy for many years, I was rich in that what I was doing was impacting a lot of kids, you know, okay. um, 
the the compliments and the the appreciation that I get from kids and parents. There's 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 one student. I worked with this student from 06 to 2010, mm. um, helping to guide and direct this student when he was in high school in East New York. That father still calls me today. He called me last week. <laughs> He's been calling me monthly ever since because right. the student, you know, he ended up getting a, um, a degree from Grambling. And okay. the father didn't think that the son, you know, that when he first approached me in 06, he said, Derek, I didn't even think my my son could my, my son could go to college or I could pay. You know, his father was a single father as a janitor. Mm-hmm. And I said, I told you there's ways you can get a scholarship and you don't have to be Michael Jordan. Yeah. We'll find school that will give your kid a scholarship. But I had to have him take the right steps. So now this father's been calling me every month ever since 2014. <laughs> so I mean I, I take yeah. claim, how you doing? And he's so happy. His son got a college degree. His son's a um, teacher in Brooklyn. And that just feels good. Another student I was working with graduated college in 2018. Uh, he's from the Bronx and he couldn't, he, he, he was a superstar runner from the Bronx, but he couldn't, he didn't have the grades the way he could go to a four year school. Mm-hmm. So me and my team, we found him a two year school in Iowa, Iowa Central, Iowa Western, either Iowa Western or Iowa Central. They accepted him. I said, if you do well here, you can get recruited into a nice D1. So right. he worked hard academically, athletically, and then he made it into the University of Kansas okay. and became Dang. a All-American at Kansas. Yeah. Now he's got his degree, and he's a teacher in Brooklyn. Nice. So, and, and it still calls me today. He's, he's 20-something years old. He still calls me, hey, Mr. Atkins, how you doing? And da-da-da. It shows so much appreciation. So while I was working in that community service um, type of field, I wasn't making a whole lot of money, but I believe I was rich in that there's something rich about, I had a rich life. I was working with good people who were doing things, um, and I was rich in that I was helping others. So that's how I see it. Sometimes it's, it's financial wealth, and sometimes it's not. Yeah, so so I, I, so normally, you know, so for me, where I'm at in my life, I think living a rich life is made up of six elements, and that's first okay. and foremost, good health. Oh yes, um, definitely. Have it, have it strong relationships, and, okay, um, and then financial freedom, which is the third thing. And again, this is how I prioritize it. And then from there, you have goals and achievement, and you have okay. ex- extraordinary experiences, and then and okay. then ph- and then philanthropy, right? So, so for me, those those things, are, you know, being able to put yourself in a position to do for others, and um, that's kind of where I'm at yes. right now in my life. And I said, Good. I said. When I put this schedule together, because um, I, I was ready to, to bring your ass to Maryland, bring you into the city. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and any mm-hmm. of you in the station, but it's, it's okay. Like I said, I got a great team, executive producer who's running the show, um, BeExposedRadio.com. We've been doing this already. So all the CNN and ABC, right. we already been doing this online, goddamn it. <laughs> right, right, okay. You ain't saying nothing Before new to us. Right. right. But I knew, I, I knew in my, in my, I said, I got to have my man D Atkins on, on the show. Yeah. And um, I, I appreciate, yeah. you know, we, we're coming down to the end of the wires because, you know, we ain't okay. talking a while, but one thing for sure, okay. next time I come to New York, I'm yes. going, we're going to make some things happen D. All right. You know, All right. Let me you know, know, man. A, a, absolutely. So, so what I, okay. during this time, I like to, of course, my show conclusion, where I call living a rich life recap. 
Okay. So, you know, I, I got a bunch of questions. You've seen the questions. I gave you. I, I, I said, how are we up to all these questions? <laughs> I gave you a little up. I gave you a little up. But again, my people, they do their work, man. They do their work. Right. Yeah, I see. I see. You know, so, so I, I will close out with, you know, so first and foremost, um, I do want to thank my first guest, musical artist, um, rock, rock writer. Um, and I definitely want to thank you, Derek. Um, Olympic gold medalist, right. Derek Atkins. I had a special appearance from my brother, uh, G Storm. You, you remember Gap? <laughs> oh, yeah. How's he doing? Tell him yeah, I said. Yeah. He, he's doing well. There you go up. right there. He, he, I don't know. He must have went to take a, a dump or something. I don't know. Oh. Um, that's that's Gap right there in the red? Yeah, 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 yeah. What up, what up D? What it's up, D? Man. How you doing? I thought that was you. <laughs> what up? Okay, okay. So All right. family love, D. All right, yeah. all right. Always. So, so we are, we are on, um, we are on a, the path to really do some, some great stuff. Like I said, we're gonna do some stuff that's gonna put us on the road. Um, okay. We're gonna do some stuff that again involves being at certain events, major events. Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm snatching my brother up when it comes to doing a lot of different things. Um, so it's, it's gonna be a good look. A lot of good stuff is happening, and I like okay. to think it's, it's it's my time. Folks been telling me this. Yes, should have been it doing. Is. This is good, man. <laughs> this you know? is good. So I, I yeah. appreciate you. I, I definitely got nothing but love for you, Derek. Yeah, I remember thank you, man. When, when you reached out, I reached out and, and you was there. And, and yeah. even, like I said, some stuff, I, again, I, I don't want to get emotional because I, I might get emotional. Right. <laughs> but right. at the end of the day, you know, living a rich life is about changing life in all aspects so that, you know, you can live a better and complete life, not yes. just for yourself, but for others. Um, and when you stop and look around, life can be pretty amazing. Okay. Um, so yes, yes. I appreciate you. Let's let's talk soon. Yes, um, yes. Let's get you it going. Number, yeah. All right. No doubt. G Storm, take us out next week. Guest will be songstress Joy Carter and founder of Black Girls Vote, Miss Nikki Robinson. Until then, y'all stay safe. Y'all stay healthy. Take us out, G Storm. I talk to you, Gary. All right. All right. Take care, Just a magic molly mall. Just a magic molly mall. If you don't know, that you know. Just a magic molly mall. Just a magic molly mall. Just a magic molly mall. If you don't know, that you know. It was all a dream. I used to be part of the magazine. So I don't know everything I did with everything. And your pictures on my wall. Every shot of the day, I'm back, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I left my tape back to my tape pop. It's more than we the bear, too. Sipping on time to stop. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack. With the hat, Mr. Magic. Another rap beat, too. The